Hello, welcome to Game Changer. Monday through Friday, David Villa and our crew dive into God's Word and talk about how to take principles from the Bible and apply them to our daily lives. Thanks so much for listening, and here's our host. Good morning, what's up guys? Happy Tuesday. Good morning. I'm here with Diana. What's up? How you doing this morning? Like we haven't talked yet. <laughs> I'm doing wonderful. Like, like I don't live with I you. Push through the day. I don't know today was Tuesday, but I kind of felt like, oh, it'd be a good day to be lazy. But here I am. That's right. Because we're game changers. That's right. Game changers get up even when they don't feel like getting up and going. Here's the question, though. The question is, do game changers feel like not getting up? Absolutely. Sometimes. And if you tell yourself that you just feel like it every day, no matter what, I mean, hey, listen, I just I just drink like getting ready for the day for breakfast, then I'm going to tell you you're a liar. And the reality is this. The best thing you could do, the best testimony is when even when you don't feel like it, you just get up and do it. And um, it's going to be a good day today. It's the last day of the month. And uh, man, this, this year's flying by. And uh, if you're watching the podcast this morning on YouTube or Facebook, then you are part of our live interactive audience and uh, share the show. Let someone know. I believe this. I believe it'll touch your life this morning. And I believe it'll touch someone else's life. So if you know someone's life that needs to be touched this morning, we're going to jump into day two of before and after. And, you know, we said it yesterday, everybody likes a good makeover story, right? And um, I'm just reading, uh, Diana, to my journal this morning, just kind of reading it in my office just a few minutes ago. And this is from, I don't even know, um, this could be from a couple of years ago. But um, it was interesting. I was reading some scripture. And one of them is a scripture that I text Mike this morning and say, hey, can you please add this? But um, here's what's interesting about scripture. It's almost like all of this before and after. All of it is, all of it is like, you know, if you insert God <clears throat> into the situation, this is, this is what he'll do for you. And even, this is not the scripture, but I'll get to the one in a minute, but Proverbs 27, 19, one that we're familiar with and we quote all the time, right? Is iron sharpens iron. So a man sharpens the countenance of his friend. And, you know, it's interesting. Why even, why would you even sharpen iron? And that is, I think, to change it, right? To, to, to make it sharper, to make it better. Why not leave it alone? It's still iron. And even that scripture is talking about a before and after. You know, when you take iron and you sharpen it against other iron, against some other iron, then it, then it changes. It becomes something that, it was, that was different than what it was before. And uh, in the scripture that I, um, I text Mike this morning was Romans 12.2. And um, uh, it's in it's in the I guess G and T. What is that? Uh, Good news translation. Good news translation. But I have it written here. I read it in both. I have it written here. Where don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you. There's that before and after, into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. And the Good News Translation says, do not conform yourself to the standards of this world, but let God transform you inwardly by a complete change of your mind. Then you will be able to know the will of God, which is really what we're all trying to find out, right? Which is that good and pleasing to him and is perfect. And um, so before and after, you know, it's, it's all for a purpose. And uh, I don't know, the scripture spoke to my heart this morning. 
Um, and when you started to say that, I thought of the refiner, so the before and after of a refining is it's to a boiling point so that the impurities can come up and those can be wiped away and what's left is pure and shiny, pure gold, shining gold. And uh, years ago, the Lord gave me a, 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 an analogy or a, or a message. I've never done anything with it other than maybe shared it here and there to different people. But, you know, a diamond is not really a pretty stone by nature by itself in, a, in, a, in its raw form. You know, um, I mean, it's pretty, but it's not as pretty as a sparkly one. Um, but what makes a diamond a diamond and the value is the cuts, how that's cut mm. and how the light. Isn't that interesting? So what makes a diamond shine and sparkle and and quality is the way it's cut and the way the light shines through. And isn't that kind of like how our life is? Our before, we're, you know, we're a raw diamond. We're a diamond in the rough. Aladdin. Um, but uh, we're a diamond in the rough. But um, I didn't realize I was going to say that. But when I said it, I was like, oh, yes, I could see the magic carpet. That might have been the most Diana moment on the podcast. <laughs> and you're mid- in the middle of you. talking and then goes, Aladdin. She looked at you and I'm like. But um, a diamond, what's interesting is it's, ha- and there's lots of ways to cut. And isn't that kind of like how our life, sometimes God's process for each of us, we may be going through the same thing, but God's process for each of us is different. Mm-hmm. So the way I had breakthrough in this area may not be the exact same way that you experience breakthrough or how you get to your breakthrough. And we all want to copy sometimes like, you know, self-help books and things like, which I think are good. Don't, don't get me wrong. I think all those things are good, but our process isn't always the same and the same with the way a, a, a cut of a diamond. It's the angles. It's the way it's done. It's, it, it's how the light comes through and refracts through that, how it shines. So that's kind of pretty much like our life. The before of a diamond is rugged and rough, but you know, the end result after the cutting. And guess what? Cutting hurts. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we're getting cut and things are being broken off of us and it hurts and it's painful, but we have to keep our eye on the prize that in the end, we're going to sparkle. And if we're really allowing those cuts to to be done the way God wants them to be done, the end result is going to be the light of Christ in us shining out. Amen. That's off the cuff. That's good stuff right there. (laughs) That's good stuff right there. So we're we're talking about before and after, and, you know, we're not, you know, I said earlier and I said yesterday, you know, everyone likes a good makeover story, but we're not really, we're not really getting into that yet. We may transition into that kind of, that kind of thought tomorrow, but what we're really talking about <clears throat> is anything before and after with God. And, you know, um, a lot of times we're, we're looking at the before and we fixate on the before and we're stuck in the before, you know, we're limited by the before. It's like, we're limited by what side of the tracks we were born on, or we're limited by how much money is in our bank account, or we're limited by the degree, you know, or the level of the degree, you know, that we have on the paper. Um, some of us have them on the wall. Some of us aren't proud of them. So we don't have them on the wall. Some of us have nothing to hang on the wall. So we're limited by those things. And it's funny because you could have something that is that is earned, even in a form of a degree, for instance, and it can be, but it can always, it, you can stand next to somebody that can look at you with a bigger degree and they can make you feel small if you allow them to. And so it's interesting that the before is what we are clinging to in life. You know, it's, 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 you know, it's, it's what I've done. It's the decisions I've made. It's the failed times I've failed in business. And so, you know, I want us to shift out of that and realize that the moment that we link arms with God, the moment that he 
picks us. And that's what I want you to see here. You didn't choose God. He chose you. And that should make you feel amazing that the God of the universe chose you to be listening today. He chose you. And so the moment that you link arms with him, you're before, you're before doesn't, you know, you're before doesn't matter. You know, your before doesn't matter. It's about the after. And, you know, and so um, I want to go into that a little bit more today. And, and so um, where do you need Jesus today right now? And I don't care who you are. I don't care how much money you have. You know, there's a story in the Bible. One of my favorite stories in the Bible was a man. His name was Jairus. And, you know, and I, and, and I love this story. And you have know, heard it pretty much from a youth, but as the older I got and I, I studied and, you know, then became successful and then was around successful people that didn't know God as well, I began to appreciate the story. So Jairus was a ruler, right? He was a government official. He was a businessman. He was successful. He was wealthy. And he had an issue that his status in government and his position in business and the amount of money in his bank account did couldn't fix and his daughter who was 12 years old was at the brink of dying and he didn't know what to do he couldn't buy the cure he couldn't he couldn't you know use political connections to get her the necessary treatment and she was going to die and he loved her he he realized that I love her and I, so much that I'm willing to do whatever it takes and so here's the thing he needed Jesus at a place where he uh, we're of desperation. And so um, my question is, where do you need Jesus? And so Jairus, you know, there was a before and, and everything in his life was a before. And it was a great before. But I guarantee you after meeting Jesus and finding the one who could heal his daughter. And by the way, fast forward to the end of the story for another sermon. He healed his daughter. I guarantee you his after looked different. His after looked different. His life, his purpose changed. His why shifted. And so where do you need Jesus right now? Where are your thoughts falling short, you know, of his life-giving truth? And I'm going to tell you, don't be condemned because we all fall short. But are you stuck in a negative, you know, hurtful, poisonous rut? You know, what will you do? And so here's the thing, you know, we're going to use a couple of tools and I want to give you a couple of them and I want to talk about them and get Diana to comment on as well that or help us fix our thoughts and win the war in our minds because you had a book that you read I, I reference on the podcast sometimes called Battlefield of the Mind. You know, you read it probably years ago. I remember you getting it. It was Joyce Meyer, I think. And uh, the battle takes place in the mind. And so, you know, I'm going to give you some tools we're going to talk about that will help us fix our thoughts because that's it. How you think is how your day is going to go. And w w listen, if you woke up and the before was just not what you wanted the day to be, you know, you woke up and said, okay, I want to stay in bed. You know, I want to I want to take the day off. Then I want you to know that your before and after can be different, and it's how we fix our thoughts. And so, number one, you know, we need to remove the lie. Listen to this and replace it with the truth. And can I just say this? The, you go, what lie, Dave? You know, like that's what my bank account says. That's what the doctor's report says. The, the, Dave, the, the, I'm waking up today, and that's the business is gone, right? I'm, I'm waking up today, and the relationship is over. Well, when I say remove the lie and replace it with the truth, facts and truth are two different things. And because the fact says one thing, what does the truth say? The truth is the word of God and the truth will set you free. So we have an enemy who's seeking to destroy us and his weapon is a lie. And our weakness is believing his lies. 
And if we believe a lie, it will affect our lives as if it were true. I want to say that again. If we believe the lie, it will affect our lives as if it were true. And the problem is we don't realize that the lies we believe as lies, you know, we need to defeat are, are clear to us. But here's the thing. I believe this, the before us wouldn't have the ability to take those things and expose them as lies. But the after us, we have, we have a helper. Amen. So the first one I'm going to talk about is remove the lie and replace it with the truth. Remove, remove the before and place it with the after. What do you have to say about that? Um, I, I really thought of where he says the enemy comes in like a wolf in sheep's clothing. So I would say it's cloaked as truth. Mm. So, you know, even when, you know, Jesus was in the, in the wilderness, you know, Satan tempted him with, you know, the word of God, but it was, it was not really the whole truth. It was mm. part. So guess what? I, this is one thing in my household. My kids will tell you this to this day. Part truth is not truth. Mm. Part truth is not truth. It is deception and it is a lie. So I think knowing the truth is what's really important that when you come to know him, the before and after is that you measure everything up to the truth of God's word um, and, and, and line it up. And it could sound like it. You know, we got to be careful. There's some things out there that can kind of sound like truth, but it's not. So we always need to bring it back to the context of that. Um, That's good. Are you done? Too much. Yeah, I'm done. I'm done. Huh? Yes. The truth is, if I'm transparent this morning, um, I kind of felt like, and I mentioned this at the beginning, that I kind of wanted to just um, sit back and like, today's a day like I would love to just sit on my back porch and do absolutely nothing. Amen. But the truth is, I had things to do today, and God created me with a purpose. And so rather than sit in my slumber or get you know, held back, I made a decision. So here's the next thing. Truth is, so the truth is you have to make a decision that in spite of the way you're thinking or feeling and in spite of what you're before, you've experienced an after. So I'm going to push forward in that, in mm. that after, you know, there's a, that, um, makeover show what not to wear it's really funny because i've actually watched recaps of that that some of that they come in and the people kind of aren't dressed for you know maybe Success. their body type or <laughs> or they're wearing funky things and they put them in the, all these nice things and when you see them it's like wow but when you go back i watched a recap one time and it was like months later some of those people reverted back to old things. So that's another thing I'd be careful for is that when you have a before and after, be careful not to let deception or part truths creep back in and allow and cause you to go backwards instead of moving forward in mm. your, your, your after. Yeah. And matter of fact, <clears throat> it creates, it goes into going into your second, your second point there, you know, not to get real, you know, smart here, not to get real, you know, book bookish here, but you know, our brains, you know, have neural pathways. And I want to say this, we need to create new trenches of truth. And so let me just say this, we all call them ruts, right? We call them slumps, you know, it's slumps, not just in a sports term, it's mostly a life term, you know, and a lot of times even a sports slump or a work slump is really a life slump. And if you're a believer, don't, discount the fact that the enemy can lull you into a sleep or a slump and or a rut. And so we have to get this old way of thinking. Remember the uh, scripture that I read, don't copy the behavior and customs of the world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. And it's then 
then you will learn to know God's will for your life, which is good and pleasing and perfect. So he wants to transform your thinking. And so understand that, you know, um, we have to create new trenches of truth. So our brains, you know, have neural pathways, mental ruts that we can get into, which we created, listen, through repeatedly thinking the same thoughts. Diana mentioned that. We can go back. The person gets that makeover. And if they're not, doesn't they don't have somebody that to, you know, to help them and walk through with them, then a lot of times they revert back. It's the same thing with a trainer. My trainer, we talked about this like a few weeks ago, went to Hawaii for eight or nine days, 10 days. And, you know, I was, it was okay for me, my brother-in-law, my wife to go to the gym on our own and, and, you know, several times and do it. But I can tell you that if I would have been given two, three, four weeks of that, you know, I'm not really sure that, you know, I could have maintained the level of intensity that I do with him there. And so, you know, we have to create new trenches of truth. And, you know, mental ruts that we create by thinking the same thoughts, the stinking thinking over and over, right, which tri- trigger, you know, uh, automatic responses externally. You know, to sort of stop this behavior, we need to remove the lie behind it. Replace, replace the pathway, right? Dig a new trench. Get into the Word of God. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God. See, there's the beautiful thing about it. It's like, well, how do I, how do I change my thinking? Let God. Well, how do, how do I, you know, how do I, how, how do I stop think, having stinking thinking? Let God. How do I, how do I look at things differently? Let God. So it's, it's really one of these things where you don't have to do as much as you have to just let go. And so we need to, we need to replace the lie so that, that a new trench is dug, right? And we dig truth trenches, right? Truth trenches. And truth trenches automatically default you onto the word of God. So I'm not trying to like, I'm not talking about naming it, claiming it, blabbing it, grabbing it. You know, I'm not, I'm not looking at it and ignoring the problems in front of you. What I'm saying is apply God's word where you normally would apply the world's thinking. Apply the word of God, the truth of God, where you normally would revert to what the media is saying or what, what your neighbor is saying, what your coworker is saying, what the economy is saying, you know, what the industry is saying. So we dig, we have to dig truth trenches. I was talking to someone yesterday, uh, last night. It's a client that we're going to put on the program uh, here. He agreed last night, and we're finalizing it today. But uh, he's in the, in the automotive business, and uh, he's out of state. But one of the things he said, and this is this, I'll kind of, I'll kind of, I said this to you last night. Um, he's like, "How are you guys doing?" You know, he's man, we're 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 doing this and this, and he said, "How are you doing?" And I said, "Good." And he said, "You know, it's been a while." He said, "But man, you know what?" I said, "We're we're doing great." You know, it's tough, but I said, what we did is made adjustments. And I said, it's, it's dif- difficult to sell. I said, but you just got to, you just got to do better and you got to make the adjustments, necessary adjustments. And he said, you know what, man? He goes, you're a different cat anyway. And he doesn't, we don't know each other very well. He just sees some of the things on social media. I don't know if he's a believer or not. I don't know any of that, but he said, you're a different cat anyway. You're always going to land on your feet. And he was speaking from one perspective. Again, don't know his background with the Lord, but he's, he's speaking from a worldly perspective. And I, I take that and I apply that to what I'm telling you right now, that I've got some truth trenches. The different cat part he was talking about is that I've let God, right, change my thinking. I don't, I, even though I can default very easily, just like you can, into the thinking that everyone else has, I have adjusted my thinking and I've let God change my thinking so that I go to a truth trench before I go to a rut. And that's not always easy to do. And sometimes I have to, sometimes I have to get away from some folks. Sometimes I've got to go back and I've got to remind myself or allow God to. So here's the deal. We renew our mind. There it is with God's truth. How do you keep a truth trench? You renew your mind with God's truth. That means you can't just do it one time. 
It's not a truth that you learn one time. It's something that you repeatedly think. So instead of repeating the same thing that are going to lead to the mental ruts, we're com- com- repeating over and over the word of God, right? So that we can dig this truth trench. And it's the only way to do it. It's the only way to do it. Um, you, you actually went into the point that I was going to say was that the only you way make to it better, create... Baby. You new- always do. Make it better. Go ahead. <laughs> the only way to create um, new trenches of truth is you have to be in the truth of God's word. So if you're not there, I mean, if that's one thing, if, you, if you're really wanting... Um, to be able to walk in your after, one of the main things you have to do is be consistent in the Word of God. Mm-hmm. You have to build consistency there because um, I know me outside of the Word of God. So when I'm not in the Word of God or in in you know Bible studies in the way that I should, I can definitely tell because it changes. So it's important because it is. It's renewing your mind. It's getting those those bad habits. It's getting that stinking thinking set straight. So I think that, that to, to, to build that new trench of truth, you have to know the truth. And you don't know the truth if you don't seek the truth. And if you don't seek the truth in God's word, then you're not really seeking truth, right? You're seeking the next fad. Um, so I, I think that's really important. I, I was kind of reminded, I was trying to find the scripture and it didn't necessarily fit, but you know, even when we come into our after in Romans, there's a scripture that talks about not not understanding, doing, not doing what I want to do. I want to do this. I want to walk in truth. I want to walk in freedom. I want to walk in liberties. I want to wa- walk in the fullness of God. But sin nature in us wants to always revert back to the before. So, um, you know, that's scriptural. That's, that's a scripture that that's, that's necessary because at the end of the day, we're still human, right? Mm-hmm. But our humanism has to be guided, you know, by the word of God and the spirit of God. So we have to always go back to that, you know, and anything, you know, I, I always think about the scripture that talks about, you know, tearing down those things that exalt themselves above the knowledge of Christ yeah. and who he is in your life, that we have to do that regularly. Um, because if we don't, those are those things that start taking root. And I think those are the things that start us to get us to look back to the before. And we want to go back to you know, old thinking or old habits. Um, the truth of the matter is when you made a commitment to walk forward naturally, it's not anything that you have to give up, but naturally your desires change. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, it's kind of interesting as, as David, he's never been a sweet eater. I am a sweet eater. I've always been a sweet, I'll bypass food, like real nourishing food for, something sweet. And David's always been a salty eater, but what I've noticed in his life change, as far as some of the changes he's made with his diet and things like that, he has become a sweet eater. Now I hear that happens with age, (laughs) (laughs) that sometimes when you get older, you want that ice cream at the end of the night. And I don't know if it's that because he's getting older Mm. or something happened that when he changed his eating habits, there's this desire where he normally would lean more towards salty snacks. You're leaning more towards sweet snacks. And anybody in this office will attest to that. We have cupcakes delivered here regularly. I have no idea what you're talking about. And cookies, which are amazing, which are terrible, but he also sabotages people. Okay. So we're getting (laughs) off the subject here. So be careful. And my point to that is be careful. Your desires change as you walk closer to the Lord. So as he's changed his eating, his desire changed from salt to sweet. But be careful for life sabotagers. And also be careful who you're married to because she <laughs> they'll throw you under the bus and out you in front of everybody, including probably your trainer who's listening. But that's great. I do not partake. You're right. Liar. 
Okay. Sometimes. <laughs> we're, we're almost out of time today. And so let me just say, let me give you a third point. We need to reframe it. We need to, we need to reframe it. You know, we have to, we have to take, let me just say it this way. We can't control what happens to us. But we can control how we perceive it. And, you know, Ashton, who's on uh, my daughter, our daughter, who comes and helps on, she's here, our social media director plus culture director. She's a worship director here at our local church. Um, but she, she's also on the podcast on Friday. She said something a couple weeks ago that uh, on the podcast that I made her uh, when she had an attitude problem when she was <laughs> younger read, read this. And so I'm, I'm going to read a piece of it in a second. She had this not, tattooed on the backside of her arm or something. And it, it, I wasn't, and I had to explain that because she mentioned it, but I had Mike bring it up only because this next point it reminds me of this. But we can't control what happens to us, but we can control how we perceive it. And so we have to reframe it. We have to look at it differently. And if you don't, you're going to lose. If you want to get better, you have to learn how to reframe it. It's just the reality. If you don't, you're going to lose more often than you win. And if you want to win more, you can't go, well, I want to win more, so I'm going to protect myself from every single thing that could possibly happen to me. You need to make wiser decisions. However, we have to reframe it when it happens. So we can't control what happens. We can control how we perceive it. And I believe this. We have cognitive biases that cause us to see things in ways that don't reflect reality. And I mean the reality of God's word. You know, I don't want that bias. I don't want that that bias that that causes me to see things differently than God wants me to see it. But we have the power, right, to do cognitive reframing, right, and changing how we view the past and the future. You want a better future? You want a better after? You got to be able to not only let go of the before, but you've got to be able to take care of the present. And so, this uh, attitude poem by Charles Swindoll was something that I got a hold of as a young man. But he said, the longer I live, the more I realize the impact of attitude on life. He said, attitude to me is more important than facts. It's more important than the past, than education, than money. So it's more important than what is before, than circumstances, than failures. All those things are before. It's more important than successes before, than what other people think, say, or do. It's more important than the appearance, giftedness, or skill. It'll make or break a company a church or a home, a remarkable thing about, about, I'm sorry, the remarkable thing is we have a choice every day regarding the attitude we embrace for the day. We cannot change our past. We cannot change the fact that people will act in a certain way. We cannot change the inevitable. The only thing we can do is play the one string we have, and that is our attitude. Then he ends it this way. I'm convinced that life is 10% what happens to me and 90% how I react to it. So is it with you? We are in charge of our attitudes. And I'm going to tell you something. What a great way to reframe it. And we have to reframe it. That's interesting you said that because that fits in in the mornings is usually when we have notifications of different things, you know, whether people are going to be making it in or whatever. And um, it's it's interesting. It says 10% life is 10% of what happens to me and 90% how I react to it. That's one of the things that's probably one of the hardest is when you know how someone can get out of something and it's just they're changing, being committed to walk out that process. Um, and then they choose to stay and, you know, not show up. It would be very easy not to show up today, but game changers show up even when they don't feel like it. But, um, you know, one of the things like um, to my point to that was is, is if you have a financial struggle, don't miss work. Do everything you can to be at work. And it's interesting you let the pressure of your circumstances, and isn't that like ridiculous, like this pressure of what we're going through, um, keep us out of what's necessary to be able to get ourselves out of 
where we're at. And that's a really hard thing because we want to crumble under the pressure um, of whatever that is, you know, maybe it's a marriage thing. You're crumbling under the pressure of it failing, but instead of pouring into it, we just shrink back and isolate or, you know, whatever that financial, I'm trying to think of another situation. So 10% of what's going on is really, that's life. But what, how with the 90%, what are we doing? Even though in spite of what we're feeling like, or in spite of what we're, we're, we're uh, facing, are we doing what's necessary? Are, are we taking our 90% and doing what's necessary to overcome the 10% that's, that's, you know, bogging us down, you know, in, in sales, I could say, are we doing the 90% to attain, are we taking our 90% and going like, this is yeah. a, the last day of the month. What are we going to do today? Well, the thing about the last day of the month, you, you mentioned that cause it's morning. You mentioned it. If you're waiting on the last day of the month, then it's over. You know, the last day of the month, done. The la- the, yeah, the last day of the month means nothing to nobody unless you're about to break a record. And so the last day of the month, the last day of the month is too late to think about the last day of the month. I mean, in other words, you're before, you're before and you're after. And, you know, if you want a different after, then you have to deal with the before, you know. And then we talked yesterday to letting go of the before and understanding that God can take your before regardless of what it is. And he can. But the reality is, you know, there's so many ways to look at this. And um, it's not just one dimensional. It's multidimensional. And I do believe this, that God, that God, Romans 8, 28, he could take the good, the bad, the ugly, right? All things work together for the good to them that love God, to them that are the called according to his purpose. And so your after is going to be better with him. Amen. But he's going to cause you to change some things so you don't have this before, so you don't have the same after. Right? And, you know, maybe we can get a little bit into this. I just thought of like after effects. Maybe tomorrow we can talk about after effects, you know? Um, Afterburn. You know? Maybe we can maybe we can play around with that a little bit because I, I do believe, I believe there's a lot to this. So I'm just excited about the next tomorrow. We have to end it, but you got anything else? Go ahead. You got anything no, else that's it. All right. <laughs> Thank you all for tuning in this morning. We hope you guys have enjoyed it. Every single morning, if you guys need an extra pick-me-up before the podcast, you can subscribe to our daily encouragement text messages from Dave. You can text the letters EZGC to 813-522-3356 every single morning. Monday through Friday, we send just a little encouragement out. Maybe you can't make the podcast. Maybe you won't be able to catch it till later. It's just something to help you pick up your day. Um, To everybody who watches us live, we really appreciate you always being with us. The comments, the emojis, the reactions. It's one of the best things about us having a live feed as we can see that um even honestly having the uh, encouragement coming from you guys saying that we're saying things that are right on time for you gives a lot of benefit to us knowing that what we're doing is we're doing it the right way um but thank you all for always tuning in if you happen to miss us live one morning you can always check out the replay it's up at 12 o'clock every single day on youtube so subscribe to our youtube channel david villa game changer live podcast and you can also check us on every audio podcasting platform out there the big ones apple podcast spotify google podcast we're on there make sure you subscribe if you're listening on any of the audio platforms or you're watching our live our replays on youtube you can always join us live every single morning at 8 30 a.m est on facebook and youtube just search david villa game changer go check out the latest drop on faithgear.co the summer 21 drop we have very limited quantity it is up it is available grab it while you can because once we run out it will be at least three weeks for us to get new supplies in I believe it's tomorrow. I will get confirmation on this, but our newest Bible plan is getting ready to go live. It is called Holdfast. We will have more details for you, but stay tuned because we are extremely excited about it coming. We actually did a series a couple weeks back that we based it on. So make sure you guys tune in and keep your ears open because we'll let you guys know once it's live. But thank you all for listening. We hope you guys enjoy the rest of your day. Have a wonderful day. And on that note, we out. 
Thanks so much for listening. If you're enjoying the podcast and you want to connect further, check out the David Villas Game Changer group on Facebook. We'll see you next time on the next episode of Game Changer.